hey! This is Danny. And I'm Nick. And you are listening to Sister Shelves Podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, episode five. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. If you have listened to one, two, three, or four, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> what, what a process, though. I mean, we are hopefully you know, really picking up some speed here. So today you are in for a treat because we got the sexy book. Yes. We are listening to, not listening to, we read Electric Idol by Katie Robert. Nick, give us a synopsis. Okay. So Electric Idol is the second book in Katie Roberts' uh, Dark Olympus series. Ooh, dark. Um, if you've read the first book, you know that that's about Hades and Persephone. If you read the second book, or if you want to listen to us talk about the second book, it's about Eros and Psyche. Psyche is Persephone's sister. Now, hold on. Time out for a second. No. If, yes. <laughs> if you are thinking, mm, these names sound a little bit familiar, Dark Olympus, this is Greek mythology. So, you know, toss it way back to that high school world history class. You might recognize some of these names. Did you in, learn about mythology and history? In world history? No. Really? I did. No. Interesting. You know what? Anyway, you some of these names should sound familiar, even if you just watched Disney's Hercules. Yes, if you watched Hercules, you'll recognize Who puts the glad in gladiator? (laughs) I couldn't help help myself. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, Olympus in this version is a super ultra-modern city. There is the upper city, which is where all the glamorous people live, and there's the lower city, which is across the river Styx in hell. Hades rules there. Mm -hmm. Again, this book is not about Hades. That was um, book one. That was book one, yes. So <clears throat> Psyche knew she'd have to face Aphrodite eventually, but she never expected her heart to be at stake. Literally, Aphrodite wants her heart in her hand. Um, or for Aphrodite's gorgeous son to be the one ordered to kill her. Um, Eros has no problem shedding blood. He is his mother's fixer, i.e. he goes and he kills people and fixes Aphrodite's problems because Eros is Aphrodite's son. And Aphrodite's job of the 13 and the 13 are like the most important... She's the of the gods and goddesses. Yes, she's the matchmaker. So she's supposed to be the one with the love. Love connection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, he can't kill Psyche, basically. Instead, other things happen. And instead of ripping out her heart, he takes it and keeps it for himself. Not inside literally. Of <laughs> inside of her body. Let's, he lets her live. So there's obviously a lot of pushing and pulling Mm -hmm. and shoving. Some tension. Tension. and Some romantic tension. blood at the beginning. What? Eros is bloody at the beginning. Oh, yes. That's That's right. I was thinking about her blood. Okay. Yeah, no, not her blood. There's none of that. Okay. Her heart stays where it belongs. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's get into the rating skills. So we're starting off with the spice, the pepper scale. Oh, yes. Good place. Good place. Nick, what did you do for peppers for this book? I said four peppers. Okay, say more. Um, it is spicy. There is a lot of intercourse. Um, <laughs> it, it takes a while to get there, which it was a slow start for me because I was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because in Neon Gods, the first book, it was like, Right away. Should we stop here no. to give a quick disclaimer to anyone listening that if you are with your children or people who are not interested in discussing Grandmas. more intimate things, yeah, you may want to listen to this on your own. This book has a lot of sexy time, and Lots we're going to talk about it. of it, and that's what we're here for. So just heads up. Yep. Okay, yep. anyway, so you gave it four peppers. Four peppers, um, <clears throat> hot and bothered, four peppers. Um, yeah. I gave this one three 
I gave it three peppers because... Did you read the same book? I did. I It didn't do it for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of... Oral sex. Yes. Yeah. There, and it just the, the way it came about, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit unrealistic, which the genre, like, take it with a grain of salt. It's but fiction. I, I don't know. I just... And the way... He, like, internally, the dialogue he's having with himself about the situations he's in and how much he's so excited to be with her, and he's amazed. And he, that part was sweet, like, him discovering the his own, like, ability to be intimate. But, yeah, no, I thought some of it was a little strange and really, I don't know. I like the first one. If you've read the first one, there is de- a definite difference in this component. The first one was, like, hot and fast burn. Yes. And this one was more realistic uh, it, minus the oral sex part, <laughs> the fixation—that because, um, <clears throat> ain't real life. The first book in my mean? world. No, the oral sex. Is not oh, life. <laughs> yeah. He was just kind of like almost obsessed, and so I found that to be a bit distracting. So I gave it three peppers, but there's definitely some spice. It's definitely, I would say, like rated R. If you're uh, if yeah. you're reading, you know, yeah. this is and I, not but, X-rated, but rated R. I would say Neon Gods was close to X-rated because oh, yeah. of like oh yeah, just what well, was like public sex. Yes. It was just yeah, yes, lots of lots of wares. So next is the cheese scale. I gave it three. I honestly didn't really rate cheese wise. I thought that it was predictable, and the cheesiest thing for me was I felt like the author kind of spoon fed some of the feelings to the reader. Like, I could figure that out on my own. Like, the yeah. characters would keep saying, like, I, I'm, I'm really unsure about this, or I think I'm going to like this. It's like, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I can, you probably are going to like this. I can put that together myself. So yeah. I thought, I was like, I didn't need that. Um, but if you were new to the genre, maybe that would be helpful. Overall. I gave up four stars. Okay, I did three. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I... I would read it again, honestly. I even recommended it to my mother. <laughs> and you know what she said? Sign me up. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I did three. Uh, not my favorite. I think that it probably could have been 100 pages shorter. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Also, segue. If you really, if you read Neon Gods, if you read Electric Idol, you liked them both, pick up Wicked Beauty, which came out this past week. mm no, um, no, no. So, second week in June. Um, and it, that is about another couple mm-hmm. in Olympus, uh, Helen and Achilles. Achilles. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, again. If you're into the mythology thing, yeah. I think she's going to, like, ride this out. I hope she there does. There are plenty of characters, so. And there's two more sisters. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. Demetrius or however Well, and at the end of this book, spoiler alert, at the end of this book... They already like get into the another match with one of the sisters. Ooh, they so there's do. definite potential there. They do for they do. another book. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so overall we're going between three and four stars. Let's get into the casting, and I know we both struggled a little bit with this. What did you come up with for Psyche? Okay, so if I were to make this into a movie for Psyche, I would cast Danielle McDonald, and you're probably like, "Who the fuck is that?" That's exactly what I was thinking. Have you seen the movie Dumplin' on Netflix? Yeah, She's Dumplin'. Oh. But man, did she grow up nicely. Okay, it's been a while. So that's the one with Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes. Okay, the yeah. pageant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, side note here. So, in the book, Psyche is described as 
kind of plus size, probably yeah. borderline between like straight and plus sizes. Kind of like fuller figure. Yes, I think those words might figure, have exactly yeah. been used. Curves. Yes. Um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's an influencer. Mm-hmm. And I struggled to cast Psyche, but as soon as I saw this girl, like outside of her dumpling <laughs> character, <laughs> um, yeah, she was it for me. Well, and I think too, like when they describe Psyche being an influencer, she goes into detail about how it's difficult to find clothes from like the regular Olympus designers. Mm-hmm. And so really Katie Robert has like that underlying theme going, which I thought was really cool. I cast Nicola Coughlin, who is Penelope Featherington and Bridgerton. <gasps> okay. She was going to be my second choice. She, I think she's the perfect face for it. Yeah. Like I just kept seeing her face as I was reading the book yep. and she's kind of like spunky. I thought that would be yeah. a really great fit. Yeah. What about for Eros? So for Eros, I went back and forth here. My original cast was going to be Chris Hemsworth of Thor. Yes. Um, <clears throat> fame. However, I thought he was a little old. That, that's the struggle. Go with that's the struggle. Daniel McDonald. Yeah. Or just to go with like the age range of these yes. characters. They're supposed to be like late 20s and yes. early 30s. Yeah. Young. Um, so I ended up with Alex Pettifer. Help me out. Oh, who's that? You don't know who that is. No, sorry. Okay, so there's a wonderful Beauty and the Beast remake called Beastly, and he is the beast in that. He's also in Magic Mike, the first one. He's like the new stripper that Channing Tatum (laughs) takes under his Okay. Okay, well, I kind of went with your original thinking, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking Chris Evans, because they describe Eros as like some (gasps) facial hair, blonde, strong, kind of... episode with America's ass. What? You don't know that? There's this meme where they, or maybe it's even in the movie, where like his ass looks so good in his Captain America suit, and they say, America's ass. No, I'm not connecting his name. I just thought Steve Rogers. The voice, the the look. No, the age difference, you know, it is what it is. Who cares? It is what it is. All right. The, The attraction level is. Hi. I also went ahead and cast Aphrodite just because I some it came into my mind oh, right yeah. at the end. They describe her being blonde, gorgeous, sharp featured, very into her looks. Michelle Pfeiffer. I just thought she's like such an iconic face. Yeah, especially like kind of the same type of character she played in Hairspray in the movie. Okay. I that's not what I was thinking, but okay, I see I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just kinda of like that very fierce. In, yeah. yeah. Very into her looks. So this is the point in the podcast where we are going to start talking about the moments we enjoyed. And if you haven't read the book, you might want to pause here. If you don't care, stick with us. Yeah. If we didn't already ruin it for you with the oral sex, <laughs> here we go. Also, can I just say, this fizzy rosé is spot on. I wish we were sponsored by this Trader Joe's wine, but we're not. Unsolicited plug. Trader Joe's, if you want to sponsor us, I went shopping there yesterday and you should you should compensate me somehow. <laughs> All right. I like it. Entrepreneurial spirit. All right. So let's get into it. Oh, sorry about that. What was your favorite part about this this chapter in the series? So I thought it was much more realistic. Like I would the, agree. the love story. <clears throat> Obviously, they're forced together because Eros is told you have to kill Psyche. She, Aphrodite, wants Psyche's heart in her hand. She feels that Psyche has wronged her because her mother, Demeter, is trying to match her with Zeus. Um, but as as we said, uh, Aphrodite is the matchmaker in in Olympus. Um, <clears throat> but you know they come together, they get married, and 
there's an attraction there. There was from the minute they met. Yeah. Um, when they started interacting in the book, there's an attraction and they are both like, we can both feel it. Um, Psyche says we can only do it once. Um, oh, God. and Eros is like, no man, like I want to do it a lot. Well, and he <laughs> says like, I'm want to seduce you. Yeah. But I feel like there's a huge redemption arc for yes. him in this whole story. And I really like that. Like he, throughout the book is discovering like he is capable of being emotionally vulnerable. He is capable of having like a more intimate connection with mm-hmm. somebody. And he discovers he likes that about himself. That was probably my favorite part yeah. of this book was his narration. <clears throat> and then her on the converse, she is really healthy for him because yeah. she wants him to see the good in himself. I really enjoyed that part. Yep. The, I love him, but I, I don't want to say it. And, oh, I love her, but I couldn't possibly say it. Back and forth and back and forth. I want to be like, pause. I'll just tell you both. You both love each other. Like, we can skip all of this <laughs> angst. I mean, but that's every romance book it's that I trope. have read lately. It is a trope. And it clearly does something because it sells books. I feel like some books, though, like I just read The Hating Game. Yeah. And that's also a movie on Hulu. So if you're into this genre, it was cute. Um but it was like they both liked each other and they kind of knew, but they had this like banter and angst thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool with that. This was, there was no banter or angst. They were just good to each other. Yeah. And they just wouldn't tell each other yeah. that they loved each other. Yeah. Because they were scared. Yeah, that's very true. But that's like, <clears throat> if you do come together under unusual circumstances, I don't know. I think he felt like he was manipulating her, too. Because he was. Yeah, he was. Because he's the one who was like, well, we're going to get married instead of me killing you because that's going to take my mom off your back. Yeah. It didn't. Shocker. Yeah. Um, she just kept trying in other ways. But it also, like, they decided so quickly. And he, like, his internal dialogue, he's saying over and over again, like, I definitely get more out of this. Yeah. And he knew that. So I guess that kind of explains part of it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, clearly she's down. Yeah. Like, you guys like each other. So She's definitely down. Definitely down. <laughs> she Nick is a, waggling her eyebrows she, over here. She gets a lot of out of it right off the bat. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I really appreciate about this series in general is, like, the relationship between the sisters. Mm. Persephone, Psyche, Callisto, and Eurydice, like, they, they have a very strong relationship. They weren't born in Olympus. Their mother didn't become Demeter. It's not a legacy title. She was voted in by the people. And she's like Mother Earth. Like Yeah, she's agriculture. Yeah. Um, So, you know, they were thrown into Olympus, into this like dazzling lifestyle, much like like the Hunger Games, Mm -hmm. um, whatever. The capital. Yeah, the capital. Um, And they, it's basically like sink or swim. And Mm -hmm. they, they swim. Um, but they all remain true to themselves. Because they all do it differently. Yes, they do. Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion about like the differences between mm-hmm. the sisters, which I think is Katie Roberts setting up yep. another two books, yep. because I do feel strongly that there will be one for Callisto and one for Eurydice. Yeah, I think so too. As there should be, because I mean, it's a fun, it's a quick read, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I just found this one to be, it didn't sizzle the same way the first one did. Yeah, and I think part of it is like, okay, we've seen it done once, how are we going to do it again and top yeah. that? It's hard to top it when the first, when Neon Gods was so... Yes. So good on all levels. And this one was just sweeter. Mm-hmm. Like, they're sweet to each other. They're pretty, like, their relationship is pretty healthy yeah. from the beginning. Whereas in book one, like, there was so much, we can't do this. You can't be here. I'm going to ruin her life. And there's some of that. But she, I think she's just a stronger, Psyche's just a stronger character than Persephone, Persephone yeah. was. And I think also, like, Psyche saw Persephone and Hades, like, come together mm-hmm. and succeed in their relationship 
So she's like, I want something like it's that. It's possible. Yep. And so she sees Eros, who thinks he's broken. She, I don't necessarily think she thinks she can fix him, but I think she becomes a fixer throughout the story. There are definitely some, like, Fifty Shades parallels, because there's that, you know, underneath it all, he's a really good guy, he's done some bad things, and then this very kind of innocent but intelligent girl comes and, like, helps him yeah. see his own humanity. Yeah, and just, like, Fifty Shades, like, it's all, like, circumstance and grooming. Yeah. But in different ways. Because Eros sure. is groomed to be a killer, not yes. to be a sexual sadist. Difference? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm sure there's some of that. It just doesn't go into it. Um, also, if you're not super familiar with Greek uh, gods, Eros is the god of love. And Psyche is the god of the soul. Oh. And it's interesting, like, Eros doesn't see his seduction as love, he sees it as pure seduction. Because he's been made to manipulate people Correct. over and over yeah. again. And then Psyche, God of the Soul, like she's an influencer. She's struggled with her with her body, with how she yeah. sees herself. She's had to overcome that, and she's done a damn good job of it. When she's confident and kind of, like, wise. Yep. And I think Beyond that's why he years. trusts her. Yep. Because she is so self-assured even when she does have doubts. Like, yep. she knows her core values. Yeah. And she can see the good in him, too. Yes. So, I mean... They fit their names. Yeah, no, I think it was almost a little refreshing because some books, if you read a lot in the genre, the dynamics between the characters are super unhealthy. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I DNF'd a book a couple weeks ago, uh, Mastered by Maya Banks. I could not. It was, it was, it had nothing to do with like the relationship. And I mean, it was unhealthy, but nothing to do with that. It was more the writing style, super Mm -hmm. repetitive. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Well, I think there's just a lot of times where there's a lot of like control issues or I'm thinking of that. Like, um, I think it's called addicted to you. I read that a while back and it was just like so much substance abuse and so much mental health stuff. It's like, it was kind of refreshing that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there were obvious like life or death issues or whatever, but at the root of it, they were really good to each other. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And honestly, the first book, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they treated each other well. So that's kind of good Good for you, Katie Robert. Yeah. Good good job. Thanks for not bringing the sexual sadism into a lot. I mean, okay, Hades owns a club that is all about that. Well, I mean, just, but, like, com- healthy communication yes. and, like, wanting good for other people. I'm like, hey, yep. I, can get, I can get behind that. Yep. Anything that you didn't like about the characters or didn't like about the plot... I wish that there was more about the feud between Demeter and Aphrodite. I think that's super interesting. And I'm not a Greek god enthusiast. I mean, I have have several, like, mythology retellings on my TBR right now. But I'm not, never have been super interested. I'm interested when I read it. But I don't continue down that line. So I don't know if in Greek mythology if that is true mm. but i just think it's very interesting like it is kind of glossed over I, w- I wanted more and maybe we'll get more when she That's does write about Callisto in your day yeah they're just feuding i think another thing that i kind of irked by <laughs> was there's like this repetitive thing where they would be kind of in a tense romantic moment and they're both you know kind of blood pumping and one or both characters would be like is he irritated or does he desire me <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a second. There shouldn't, there yeah. shouldn't be a question there. And I'm like, be irritation or. I'm like, are your eyes open? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta stop my robot vacuum if you can hear that in the background. I just thought that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't super love it. And like I said earlier, it just goes back to like she spoon fed. It's like I can make an inference. Yeah. 
So other than that, though, I thought it was was sweet. I'm excited to read. I will go ahead and read the third one, even though I like the first one better than this one. I will read the third one and and it's See about a different set of characters. Yeah. Like it's outside of the family. They introduced or they she introduced uh, Helen in this one, and I liked having that peep into Helen. Um, and it kind of teed up like the whole Aries role yeah. being open and. I think it'll be it'll be good because there's a lot to explore. If you like mythology or um, fairy tale like stories being retold in a more adult mm-hmm. way, she has written a lot of books. She has. There's also a couple others that I've seen all over, like Book Talk, mm-hmm. Song of Achilles, and Circe. I've seen those. Those that, are cool cover. Art. They have very cool cover cover art. I have Song of whatever I said, Song of Achilles. Uh-huh. I don't even remember what I uh-huh. said. Yeah, that's ago. what you said. Yep, yep. So I have it. Well, I haven't read it yet, but. Um, should be good when I do actually pick it up. I think she's done like different retellings of like fairy tale princess type yeah. stuff though too. Yeah. Um, and like dragon type and hopefully of. Hopefully better than Anne Rice did. <laughs> Snow White, because oh boy, that was disturbing. So if you're into that, you should look her up. Um, I read just a little bit about her. Just I always think it's interesting these romance authors, like what their real life is like. And she seems like a very structured individual. Yeah, she goes to bed at 10 p.m. every night. She's a morning person. What's she likes like? to write. <laughs> she likes to organize her workflow and know what she's working on. And I just find that you know, you never really know what somebody's like. Yeah, you know, on the surface, like don't judge, don't judge a book by its cover. But yeah, it's like who knows? You, Nick, could be the next great. What is this considered like? dark erotic fiction <laughs> i mean i would say it borders line of smut in a tasteful way um yeah i mean i could but like that's not real life i just think it's interesting it's like you know she's just married with kids and this is her yeah her yeah. job yeah I mean, lots habit. of admiration like total yeah. respect that's a really cool job you can follow her on tiktok too yeah see what um, she's about she went and signed some books at some barnes and noble somewhere the other day just pulled out her sharpie and signed wicked beauty and i'm like is it my <laughs> barnes and noble sharpie. i doubt it no it's not it's plus, never gonna be ours plus shop small shop local that's yeah right <laughs> so what are you reading right now um so i just finished the sanatorium don't read it it's it's described it as suspense, like thriller it's described as a gothic horror novel there ain't okay. nothing gothic or horror about it. <laughs> so it's set in the Swiss Alps. Um, in an your old first sana- mistake. In an old sanatorium that's been remade into a modern hotel. Ew. And there's disappearances. There's murders. There's a like a police officer who's on leave from her job who's like trying to solve this case by herself oh. while also coming to terms with her PTSD, her own self doubts, some family issues. She's got some baggage. Yeah, and it's just it I finished it last night at like 1:30 a.m. Strong it wasn't, finish. I got halfway through and I was like, do I put this down or do I keep reading? I wanted to That's find not out a what good spot. happened. Sometimes thrillers can really yeah. drag you. Yeah, and like the only redeeming quality about it, I guess, is that I didn't see the perpetrator coming. That's good. It wasn't who I expected it to be. Um, but yeah, it's not what it's um chalked up to be i guess it wasn't the book talk sensation that i thought it was going to be but i just put my bookmark into the first page of the inheritance game which coincidentally i had two copies of that's right yeah (laughs) um i have a side small side tangent story because you're talking about a sanatorium being turned into a hotel one time one no one time my parents were taking me on a college visit this is years ago and they put us in a hotel because it was like an athletic visit, and the hotel was a hospital. 
that had been turned into a hotel. And so my parents went to their room and opened the door and it was like a hospital bath. I mean, it was a hospital room. And so still had like the same bathroom. Needless to say, they what the did fuck man. <laughs> they did not enjoy their stay. It was immediately like, wait, what? I would have <laughs> left. So that creeps me out. It was weird. Like I appreciate the reuse. Yes. Repurpose of a building yes. that has some history. Most sure. Likely. But like, Leave the hospitals. It was bins to be what they it were. It was weird, and I didn't have to stay. I got to stay with athletes, so it was just Ooh. the two of them. But you know, that's what made me think of. I am currently reading *The Siren of Sussex* uh, by Mimi Matthews, and between the two of us, I feel like Nick definitely hits like the more like sci-fi fantasy. Very important. Sure. And I am very much the historical fiction person. <laughs> so, uh-oh, funny bone. Um, and so I'm reading The Siren of Sussex. It's set back in, like, turn of the century, United Kingdom. And it's kind of a Bridgerton-esque, like, the main character knows she needs to get married to help the rest of her sisters have a chance at a good life. Um, and so her way of going about it, though, is she's going to show off her horsemanship skills. And... Um, and she shows up her horsemanship skills, but she needs like a really attractive riding habit to get attention to maybe like attract a husband. And so it's kind of a different take on it, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm like halfway through. I'm big into the historical fiction. Like you give me any type of, you know, 1800s, little romance. It's good stuff. So coming up next. Because we had two copies, we're just going to go for it. What are we reading next, Nick? The Inheritance Games. Oh my gosh, who would have guessed so, it? <laughs> so The Inheritance Games is by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Uh, love a three-name author. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so it sounds like it is bougie. People with a lot of money. Um, Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, it also sounds like there is some kind of like elaborate game that has to be solved. Hence... The word games in the title. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think there's also some some romance. There's also a second book. So strong. Maybe. And it's got gorgeous. It, it, that's why I bought it twice. Because <laughs> I love the cover art. And, and or, or my husband almost <laughs> almost purchased it again. Cause he was like, we were walking around one of our favorite local bookstores, and he was like, Have you read this? And I go, Yeah, I have that at home. And then I came home and I was like, shit, you have two copies. Why did you do that? So, um, anyway, that's what's coming up next for July's episode. We hope that you have a super fun, super safe summer. Yeah. Keep reading and we will catch you in July. Yeah. See ya. Bye.